Okay, gentlemen, we just watched something here. Well, hey, welcome to the PHNX Rising Podcast, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook Act, America's top-rated sportsbook act. I am Max David Simpson, joined here by a kind of glum Ramon bit. <laughs> and special guest Phoenix Rising FC midfielder Aiden Quinn how we doing good man thanks for having me appreciate being here absolutely and we are of course live here at Four Peaks Brewery for our instant live post-game recap of Argentina and Mexico 2-0 to Argentina we have goals from the wizard himself Lionel Messi getting it done, doing Messi-esque things. And, of course, the kind of insurance goal from Fernandez in the 87th minute. Ramon, I want to turn to you first. I mean, what do you think of what did we just watched, man? It was a pretty comprehensive performance from Argentina. How yeah. are you feeling right now? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously heartbroken, disappointed in the, in the result. We saw Saudi Arabia you know, beat Argentina to kind of give you a little bit of hope that Mexico would be able to at least get a tie today. But that wasn't the case. Uh, Argentina played their game. They were, you know, they, they took it slowly and they were breaking down the, the Mexican midfield as well as their defense. And they kind of just waited, you know, Mexico to get tired. And that's when they pounce. And, you know, when you have one of the greatest of, of all time, I'm not going to call him the GOAT, even though he just scored on us. But when you have some of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest of all time in Lionel Messi, the game can just change in an instant. And we saw that happen today. And then, you know, Mexico kind of just lost hope. But I think this is uh, what a lot of Mexican, you know, fans have been saying, that this team just doesn't have that heart, doesn't have that goal-scoring punch of teams past. And you saw it today when you're facing an Argentina team that is, even though they lost, they're still, you know, among the running of so, uh, one of the best teams in the World Cup. It's, it's going to be tough. And, you know, and today Mexico just didn't have it. And you can see it in the result, 2-0, convincing win by Argentina today. Absolutely. And your, your thoughts and some thoughts on the match? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Argentina were the one taking the game to Mexico. And then you got to hats off to Messi. I'll say he is the GOAT. <laughs> he is the best of all time. So, uh, yeah, a little Messi magic. And then he also got the assist. But um, I think, yeah, Mexico, they don't look like they're the attacking Mexican team that we were used to. They're more transition-based. And uh, they just don't look great going forward right now. Absolutely. Well, and I did. I did ask you at halftime. You know, you kind of you said when we, and it was still nil nil. You did say two things. Number one, you did say that Argentina was going to win one zero, and they 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 did go up one nil, and then add an insurance goal. So I will give you half credit for that. But you also did say going into the World Cup that they are your tournament favorites. How are you feeling after that match? Uh, yeah, they look better. Um, I think it's still they're relying on Messi and Di Maria to kind of do too much. Uh, I think they need to keep possessing and runs off the ball and keep breaking teams down and it looks kind of if it gets to Messi it gets to Di Maria everyone is kind of looking at them to beat one or two guys and then some something magical which of course it'll happen because you, you have Messi but yeah I think the uh, the other teams that look strong it's more of a team team game and you need a little more from the other guys in uh, Argentina but I think maybe they'll start building it up so we'll see throughout the World Cup Right. Well, and, and I think, I mean, Ramon, I know this is something you've talked about, right, where I, I completely agree in with your point that there is a bit of over-reliance from Argentina on a Messi, on a Di Maria, um, on a Laturo La Martinez, on those playmakers. Yeah. But to Argentina's point, 
they do it because they've seemed to deliver. And Mexico, in years past, they have had those guys. But we've seen now, you you know, yes, some injuries, Tecatito, but you see a lot of those guys just aren't in the squad this year. And when you're relying on a Alex Vega, a, um, a, a Chucky Lozano, it's just not quite the same, and that's something that you've definitely lamented even after we watched Mexico-Poland yeah. in that nil-nil draw. Yeah, even after watching this game, I still have a lot of questions about the Argentina midfield. Uh, Guido Rodriguez, he, get, he had a couple of giveaways in the midfield. Rodrigo De Paul as well didn't look as, uh, as good as he looks usually, and we saw it in the Saudi Arabia game as well. So I still have a lot of questions about Argentina game, but how Aiden was saying, Messi, when you have that guy on the field, man, anything can happen. You know, these players believe in Messi. Even though he's 35, he's, you know, maybe not in his prime anymore. You you saw it today in the first goal. You give him an inch of space, he's going to put it away. So uh, it's something to keep keep an eye out on Argentina, and I think that's what's going to motivate them uh, uh, moving forward. Now, Mexico, I could go on a long tangent. And I know you, I'm sure you don't want to hear me talking about Mexico for a long time, but this, we, we all knew this. We knew with Tata Martino, the, the over-reliance on certain players, the, the, the fact that he's not moving away from this generation of the World Cup past, not bringing people like Carlos Vela, even though that's a different conversation, but Chicharito as well. And just overall, a lack of just goal scoring. At the end of the game, man, and you, if you're in the World Cup, you can't get by with just ties. You got to go. You got to get these three points at least. That'll give you a little bit more of a comfort zone when it comes to moving on to the next round. But you just don't see that from Mexico. Right now, you know, I know we're going to get to the scenarios a little bit later, but they need to be Saudi Arabia, and then they need a lot of help from Poland in order to even think about moving to the next round. And guess what? If they do move to the next round, guess who they're facing? France. So whatever they do, man, they're going to be in a tough spot. It's not looking good for the Mexican team, and we all knew this was going to happen, so it's not a surprise. But, you know, when you're out here at Four Peaks with the crowd and we're all having a great time, seeing it live, man, it just kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's fair. Well, hey, we, we will get into the scenarios in a second, but let's take a look at the numbers for today's match. Like we said, it is a 2-0 final, Argentina winning it. Possession, right? I mean, I know this is something, right? And I know you can appreciate that. Possession tells a bit of the story, but it's not always the same thing. I think this was a match very much clustered in the midfield. Neither side really had a dominant spell. Um, not too many shots on either end. Shots on target, right? Two to one. Again, not too many, very few and far between. And that was kind of shown in the XG where, I mean, we're talking 0.28 to 0.26. Both of those goals from Argentina were outside of the box, especially that second one with a ridiculous yeah. angle into the upper V. That's uh, that's a worldie for sure. And then corners, slight edge on there. I mean, and when you see these type of numbers, I understand that they do provide a bit of context, but what when you see that and when you see the game as a whole, like how does that match up to you? Yeah, I mean, we we saw Argentina kind of boss boss the game. They're the ones in possession most of the game, especially the first half. Um, and Mexico were really good defensively. They were tight, um, especially the first half. They're, they weren't letting Argentina break them down or do anything. But on the attacking end, they didn't really have anything. Um, I don't think they're quite built to transition, and I don't think they have the right players for that. So I think it's gonna, always going to be tough if they're playing that way. Um, and I think Argentina were kind of just waiting to break them down and, like we said, waiting for a little magical moment, and it came. And uh, after it was one, it kind of seemed like you didn't think Mexico was going to get that tying goal, and more likely than not, Argentina was bound to get the second before Arge- uh, Mexico was going to get the first. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ramona, you kind of see those numbers as well. I, I, I definitely echo a lot of what Aiden's saying. Anything that jump out to you? Yeah, I mean, definitely the shots on target. You know, literally they only had two, and the two that they had on target 
one in the back of the net. So that tells you the quality of this Argentinian team. And and it's kind of, you know, when you look at what happened today, it was the substitute that went in, uh, went in and scored the second goal for Argentina. Of course, Messi did his thing. But then you look at someone like Lautaro Martinez, who everybody thought was going to be in, uh, in line for the golden uh, shoe this year. Uh, this World Cup, I mean, and he was kind of shut out this game. So it, it's kind of surprising in a way, but it just tells you how much quality Argentina has. That if one guy leaves the field, you know the next guy still has what it takes to uh, to create some uh, havoc on the field. So, yeah, interesting to see. I know Mexico's game plan was a little bit more defensive today with the back line of five, relying on Chucky Lozano, Alexis Vega to get him behind the Argentinian defense. And you actually saw a shift once the first goal came around with Argentina moving to a back line of five and kind of just waiting on they knew Mexico was going to attack. They had to attack. And then they just took advantage of, of the half spaces after that. So it, this is what happens in the World Cup. It's all it's a chess game, man. And, and you know, when you have the talent on the field like Argentina does, it's pretty tough. Well, it's interesting. This You know, when I was on the bet show earlier with Shane, PHNX Bets, you know, I definitely said that I thought this was going to be a very open game. I thought this was going to be very end-end, and especially because Argentina was in must-win mode. They they didn't have to win this one, but they had to win either this match or the next one, and you're not going to want to face Poland after the showing they did today. So I figured they were going to be the ones pushing. Mexico was going to be the ones defending back, springing the counterattack. But it was honestly a bit of the opposite. I thought Mexico was the very dominant team. And at times in the first half, while there weren't a lot of clear-cut opportunities, it definitely seemed like they were the team that was pushing a bit on the front foot. I mean, in like talk us through, in, in your experience, when you have a bit of that, like, okay, we are the ones pressing, how, like, that's got to be just so difficult for a team knowing we're looking to push but we also don't want to, you know, leave ourselves too vulnerable. How do you kind of balance that? Because it seemed like that's what Mexico was grappling a bit from the first half. Then you look into the second half, it changed a bit. Yeah, you saw two teams basically fighting for their lives. They knew this game was massive. And if you got a win, then you really set yourself up for uh, getting to the round of 16. So you saw two teams very kind of timid and cautious defensively, um, especially Mexico. But same with Argentina. They weren't trying to give the ball away and trying to force the issue too much because they knew on transitions that they could probably get hurt. But I think the back three especially, they were fine with the Mexican attack. Um, but, yeah, if you're if you're in those type of games, you're just kind of waiting for the moment. You're trying to find the right spaces. Obviously, there was no space in the middle in the, in the first half. Um, second half, a little bit of the same. But once they started going wide and then, uh, like, the first goal was Di Maria found that pass to Messi and he was able to create something out of nothing. But... It was because they got it wide. They shifted the defense a bit and created this space in the middle where it wasn't there in the big, uh, in the first half. Absolutely. Well, I, mean, I think to that point, it was it was one of those matches where because there were so few opportunities, Messi he got the ball and he only had a few yards of space. But that just kind of shows that you can't give this Argentina team an inch. And I think Mexico is still trying to find that bit of push through and create those opportunities. I mean, I think it's one thing where if you're creating those opportunities, but the shots just aren't falling. But I think for both of these teams, when you really look at the World Cup, I think Argentina had a bit of a better first match uh, creativity-wise, but it's been a slog for both of these teams trying to really build up in play. And I think for both, but especially with Argentina, that's just something we're not used to. It comes a lot more naturally to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and like how Aiden was saying earlier, they took control of the game. They knew what they wanted to do. 
They were waiting to see what Mexico was going to bring to the table. They kind of showed it in the first half where Alexis Vega got an opportunity, especially that free kick right before the half ended, where I think that was Mexico's best opportunity on set pieces. You know, if it wasn't going to happen through open play, set pieces was going to be the next step for Mexico to take advantage of. But they just don't have it. You know, their midfield's not there. I'm surprised that uh, Edson Alvarez was not on the field. He literally is a starter for Ajax, and it's just mind-boggling these decisions that you see Tata Martino make. But at the end of the day, you know, quality one, Argentina got it, uh, and we're going to see what happens next, man. Absolutely. Well, hey, speaking of quality, I want to shout out our great friends at Four Peaks Brewery. We absolutely had a ball today, right? I mean, it's been quite a week, Monday, Tuesday, with U.S. and Mexico World Cup watch parties. Had an awesome one yesterday for the U.S. Another one today for Mexico. Absolutely packed. We had people out the door when they opened the doors yeah. at 11 a.m. on this jumbo 22-foot screen. The $3 beer specials. I saw tenders flowing. I saw, I, I'm talking about chicken tenders. The chicken tenders are phenomenal, but it's just always a good time here. Uh, I think, you know, crowd got into it. Definitely wild, but we really appreciate our friends and just everything that they did. So, yeah, fun win, atmosphere for yeah, sure. Yeah, win, draw, or lose, come out here, hang out with us. It's always a great time. You never know who's going to stop by. So, you know, Aiden, <laughs> thank you so much again for stopping by and hanging out with us. But, yeah, come on out. We got a couple more games left. You know, if the U.S. and Mexico can make it out to the world's, uh, to the round of 16, we'll see if we can, you know, keep it going here. But, yeah, definitely a great time here. And uh, if you're not here, you're missing out. Absolutely. Well, hey, we still have more watch parties. And both of these, for the, la the last one for the U.S., and the last one from Mexico are in must-win mode for both teams. Tuesday for the U.S., that noon kickoff coming at Four Peaks at 11. For Wednesday for Mexico, noon kickoff, come here at 11. Link is in the description to register for free, free for these watch parties. So please smash that description button, sign up, completely free. Join us out here. And of course, if you would like to partake in some delicious Four Peak beverages, you must be 21 your yeah, 21 years or older to enjoy. Uh, yeah, we see some friends that waving to us. Today, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of people just watching us from the camera. It's cool. I mean, shout out, shout out to Phoenix Rising, too. They came through with some T-shirts, with some freebies, hooked up the fans and did the same thing for Tuesday when we had head coach Juan Guerra here. It was awesome. Um, yeah, we just appreciate the hospitality, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, thanks, Phoenix Rising, the entire organization for coming out. Uh, yeah, Juan Guerra and, you know, of course, Aiden here today. It's, it's amazing to be able to have so much access to very talented people here uh, during these watch parties. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's get into this scenario for Group C. So here's what we have. With this win, or excuse me, with Argentina's win, this group, it gets a bit, uh, a bit chaotic, right? So at the table, we have at the top with four points, Poland, Argentina in second on goal differential with three, Saudi Arabia with three points as well, and then Mexico at the bottom with one. Here's the crazy thing is even after Mexico showing even the fact that they have not scored once at this World Cup, they still control their own destiny. So that's yeah. a crazy. That's the crazy thing about this. Yeah, yeah, it's insane how the World Cup can play out. It, sometimes it literally goes to the last game, like how we're gonna see in this Group C, and literally every team in this group has a chance to make it to the next round. So it's gonna be a crazy time. During that last match day, they, they all four teams actually play at the same time. Yep. So we gotta be looking at two screens, see what happens with uh, either game, and see uh, who's gonna come out on top. I love that. Well, here's here's the scenario, right? In Group C, first off, if Mexico wants to advance, they must win. There is there is no if ands or buts. That's a must. If they win, you kind of have to hope for it's essentially a couple different scenarios. If Poland win, and by the way, all of these assume that Mexico wins. If Poland wins, 
Mexico will go through in second place, regardless of what the score is, because uh, Poland will be on seven points. Mexico will be on four points. It's, it's there. Boom, they end. If Argentina wins, Mexico will need to have a bigger point differential than Poland, because they will both be at four points. Really just depends on how much Poland would lose by, but yeah. Mexico would have to make up that difference. If Poland and Argentina draw, that means that Poland will go through, and Mexico and Argentina will both be at four points. Mexico, Mexico must beat Saudi Arabia by three in order to then overtake Argentina. Even though it will be level on points, they will have them in goal differential. There's a lot that I just said there, and yeah. I'm still kind of trying to run through these scenarios and in my head. And that's exactly where you're, you do yeah. not want to be doing at this stage of the World Cup. You don't want to be doing math <laughs> heading into the last no. game. It gets really tough. It, the easiest scenario, Mexico wins, Poland wins. That's what you want. Ideally, if it's not that, you hope for a massive Argentina win. That way, Poland's goal differential just goes down. So that's one of the big things. Poland wins big or Argentina wins big. That's what you want for a Mexico fan. You don't want to draw because you're then having to make up three goals. I mean, knowing all that, and I'll turn it over to you. Where do you think these te these teams stack up? Who do you like to advance out of this group? It is a very loaded question because I did not think. <laughs> it, we, I thought this would be done and dusted. Argentina, Mexico, when we walk into this, bam, we're good. This group is turned up on its head. Yeah, I think um, I think Argentina is going to go through. I think they're going to win. And then I think Mexico will, will pull it off. I think Mexico, they just have to focus on winning. I think if they win, I, the rest should take care of itself. Um, and they have to hope that. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Mexico will come in second, just barely. But Argentina will help them out. That's why. Okay. There okay. we go. I like that scenario. Thanks a lot. It really helps out <laughs> during this tough time. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Look, Mexico has not uh, scored this World Cup. That should tell you a lot heading into the last game. Saudi Arabia, even though they lost today, they still are a formidable team. Their coach, you know, the entire way that they just literally stopped their league just showed how much commitment the players and the organization and, and the entire nation has to this team. So it's... It's going to be tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We'll see. Hopefully, Argentina can help out uh, Mexico by uh, getting a few by Poland. But we'll see. Poland looked great today. Lewandowski got on the board. So it, it's going to be I'm, – I'm, I'm going to be even more nervous than I was today. That's what I, I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. But we'll see what happens, man. You never know what, what can happen in the World Cup. Absolutely. Well, hey, I mean, there's craziness all around us. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, I want to touch on some of the other matches that we saw today, right? We saw the rest of Group C – playing out and we also saw a bit of group d uh tunisia nil australia won uh i believe that was the three o'clock match i was definitely not up for that either you two gentlemen get up that early i got up and i saw it was one zero and i went back to bed i was like i need a couple more hours if i'm gonna watch this argentina mexico game all right and you get up for that one no the, <laughs> I'm, i know sleep's precious for me right now with the new baby so I'm oh sleeping. yeah definitely <laughs> respect respect well and then we had the nine o'clock match was the france Denmark 2-1 with Mbappe scoring a brace. I mean, don't look now. He's the golden boot leader, which, I mean, I don't know. Listen, he's a scoring machine, but there's so many options out there. Kind of interesting, but here we are. Like, he, he's had a dominant performance. A Denmark yeah. team who many picked to be a dark horse. Uh, they're sitting in pretty dire straits right now. Yeah, I, I had Denmark going through actually number one on the group over France, but France is just way too talented. Even though with injuries, Benzema is out and, and – uh, the Shams, he said, you know what? We got enough talent here. I'm not going to call anybody up uh, because there's plenty of talent here in this France team, and they've shown it, man. And when you have someone like Mbappe, we saw how Messi literally just needed one touch to get this team through, and Mbappe, every time he gets on the ball, it seems like he's just going to score. So France is dangerous, man, one of the top teams in this tournament for sure. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, speaking of our golden boot leader so far, Kylian Mbappe, I had Lactaro Martinez as mine, and uh, he has not scored a goal yet, so <laughs> it's been a bit of tough sledding there, hoping he Don't gets... have plenty of games, I think, too, uh, to make up the difference. Depending on how it goes, yeah. yes, but we should say, well, hey, but hey, he's who I took um, at, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you can, too, have all these different fun World Cup props. You can bet on who your golden boot winner is, your golden glove. Who's going to be top of the group, loser of the group? You can bet exactly on who's going to come out first and second of each group. A lot of spiciness, especially since this entire thing kicked off. But if you also want to bet on all the other sports, they have a lot of cool things going on. They have their special Thanksgiving promo still going on. And when you place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, you can get $150. That is $150 in free bets if they do. It's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app when you use the code word PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Uh, Gentlemen, we still have a lot of really cool World Cup matches. I mean, tomorrow... I think this might be one of the best slates in terms of matchups tomorrow. You know, in order from 3 o'clock all the way down to the new slot, we have Japan, Costa Rica, Belgium, Morocco, Croatia, Canada, and then, you know, this is the matinee viewing, Spain and Germany. Aiden, a lot of good matchups in there. Which one are you kind of looking towards? I mean, Spain, Germany is obviously the big heavyweights right there. Um, Spain looks so good against Costa Rica, but I don't know if that was them looking that good or Costa Rica looking terrible. Uh, Germany, have they have to win or they have to get a result because of how bad they did uh, in their first game. Um, but then for me, uh, I like Canada. I have two good friends on that team, so uh, I'm always watching their games. We were saying they were, even though they lost 1-0 to Belgium, they were the far better team. It seemed like they had more of the chances. Just a bit of a, a clinical finish here and there, but I love watching Canada. They top CONCACAF for a reason. I think they're an incredibly entertaining team, and I mean, especially against a Croatia side, that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Yeah. Two really good midfields. Yeah, Croatia, you know, they got a, a tie in their first game, I believe, and Canada looked really well. Uh, they looked good. They looked impressive. I did want to take a little bit on that Alfonso Davis situation with him choosing to take the penalty, even though he's never literally taken a penalty before, not letting Jonathan David. So what, what happens when that penalty is called in your favor? Is there already a set man saying, hey, this is the guy that's going to be taking the penalty? Or is that a conversation that just happens right there on the field? Yeah, for a lot of teams, it's there's a set guy. So I'm assuming Alfonso was the guy for them because mm-hmm. he's kind of He's kind of the guy for Canada. Yeah. Uh, he's their best player and one of the most dangerous guys in the World Cup, actually. So I'm sure they all have confidence in him. It's unlucky that he missed, but um, he provides a lot for that team. That I, uh, I know that the camaraderie of that team is they're really together. So I think uh, I, I can see them bouncing back, and it'll be a big statement victory if they beat Croatia. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, like we said, with Croatia and Morocco drawing, that group is still anyone's for the taking. A lot to play. Don't underestimate a tough Morocco side for Belgium um, as well. But, you know, really excited for those to play off. Got a couple more matches to then round out that final set of uh, the second matches of all group stage games. But then it's back on to U.S.-Iran in a do-or-die game the following day. Mexico and Saudi Arabia in a do or die game um there's a lot going on here it's kind of it's kind of hard to kind of put your pulse on i mean any other matchups or any other feelings you guys have as we keep on seeing teams develop i know 
Aiden, you talked about Argentina still being a favorite. Who are some of the other teams that have surprised you, good or bad, so far in this World Cup? Uh, I, I didn't think France was going to look as good as they have. I think they look very dangerous. Uh, they got Mbappe, they got Dembele, Coleman, Giroud. They got guys that can beat you one-on-one. They'll sit back, they beat you in transition, and then they also have players that they can possess you to death. So I think they have everything. Um, like I said, I thought Spain looked unbelievable, but uh, I'm interested to see how they do against a different opponent. And then uh, Brazil, I think, are still heavy favorites. I think individually they're they're unbelievable. They have a bunch of guys that can score, um, and then they're also solid at the back and, and pretty solid in the midfield, especially with Casemiro. Absolutely. Ramon? Yeah, Brazil looking great. Uh, of course, Spain, but to Aiden's point, you really don't know if Costa Rica is that bad or Spain is that good. So we're definitely going to find out against uh, a Germany that's wounded. They want to make sure that they, they get past the group stage this time. They didn't in 2018, as we remember. So we're going to see. That's going to be a very exciting game. But uh, it's 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 a lot. A lot of it is, is, is up in the air, you know, especially yesterday. You know, we haven't really talked about the U.S. either. So we want to get your point on that. But after that result against the U.S., England is not looking that great either. So it's, it's a lot of, you know, teams are up in the air. But definitely uh, France is looking among the best. Argentina uh, with the result that we saw today and, of course, Brazil. So, But, uh, Aiden, you know, you saw the game yesterday, I'm sure. How's the U.S. looking, man? Two draws. A little bit, you know, I, I was telling him in our post-game show that I was a little bit disappointed in the game. The fact that there wasn't any fireworks, no game, no goals on uh, during the game. And, you know, because everyone was circling this game on their calendar. And we wanted to see that on Black Friday, have a great time and just see some goals. But I was a little bit disappointed by both teams. What, did, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought, I thought the U.S. played really well. I think, um, I think it's a bigger game for the U.S. than it is for England. Mm-hmm. So I think England were, they're all right with the draw. I don't think they were really pushing the game. Um, and I think it, it'll, it makes them look bad, but I think the U.S. played really well and the, U, and the England played bad. Um, yeah. And like I said, after the first game, you said England looked really good, and I thought so too. And then that game, they looked really bad yeah. uh, compared to the, the favorites. Um, but again, I think the U.S. played really well, so you got to give them credit. you got to see what happens in the Iran game. I think that's going to be a tough game. It's not going to be a cakewalk. And then... I think England will be a problem in the in the group stages just because they have a bunch of talent and they do look strong defensively. It's, mm-hmm. So you got to be wary of them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the talk on Twitter was the fact that Gio Reyna literally has only played maybe 10 minutes this World Cup. I think he's the most talented uh, player in the U.S. squad. If you're, you know, Greg Berhalter, do you start him against Iran or do you kind of wait until the second half? Why isn't Gio Reyna a bigger, you know, uh, part of this of this U.S. team? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you would think that there might be something going on. Uh, maybe they were, there was something about the injuries. Uh, he's had a bunch of injuries the last 18 yeah, months. Injuries, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I, I do think he's one of the most technical and talented players we have. Uh, I think against England, they probably didn't start him because we, they thought probably we were going to be more defensive and probably on the back foot. And maybe he can't do the defensive duties as well as some other, of the other guys. Mm-hmm. So maybe bring him on later. But turns out the game, we were actually on the front foot for a lot of it. So uh, against Iran, we're going to have to be on the front foot. We had to score. We had to go and win the game. So you could definitely see him. But you also have Brennan Aronson. You have all these other guys who are very good players, too. Um, and then Timmy Weyes played well. Prilosic played really well against England. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to take out somebody. But I think fresh legs might be needed, mm-hmm. uh, I think. And Gio Reyna, he is that one guy that can provide something special. 
Yeah, a lot of questions still remain. I feel like Weston McKinney is dealing with some sort of injury. He just doesn't look 100% to me. Tyler Adams, I think, has been fantastic. Just the captain of the U.S., doing an amazing job. And he does have some experience in the U.S. also. It's great to see someone like him make it up through the ranks and, and reach all the way to the World Cup. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a very open World Cup. That's the one thing that's been really great because sometimes we get these World Cups that just the top teams just stomp over everybody else and we just got to wait till the round of 16. But in this World Cup, you know, we've seen Japan shock Germany. We've seen Saudi Arabia shock Argentina. So I think there's one more in store for us. And I feel like the U.S., if they put it all together, man, they can make some noise. They can really, you know, uh, go forward in this World Cup. Yeah, yeah, they. I think they have a young, talented squad that has a great belief in each other. But yeah, again, we have to, we have to find goals. So yeah. uh, someone has to step up. Someone has to put the team on their back and score some goals. I think we're good defensively. Um, I think obviously we gave away a penalty. That's how we got scored on. But England didn't look like they were really going to score on us after the first ten minutes. And uh, yeah, so hopefully against Iran, we're strong defensively and someone provides some magic. Absolutely. And hey, like I, like we said. Join us for Peaks Brewery this Tuesday noon, kickoff 11 a.m. for that must-win USA match against Iran. Yeah, I agree, guys. Look for a lot of, um, I'd say, a good amount of rotation, not only because Iran has that low block that the U.S. must break down, but also a lot of these guys, I mean, shoot, we had one sub, uh, or excuse me, one switch to the starting lineup in between the match against Wales and the match against England. So we will see how that plays off. But yes, lots of craziness during this World Cup. This is why we say we don't play it on paper. We play it on the pitch. Very much looking forward to it. Um, appreciate Four Peaks and everyone for hosting us during these World Cup watch parties and for everyone tuning in. Um, yeah, I know we covered a lot. Aiden, while we have you, I want to ask, how has the offseason been going for you? How have you been enjoying new new young one in the fold? How has life been treating you, man? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, I had, yeah, the babe, my wife had the baby, so that was good timing now that it's offseason. Uh, so we're basically just dealing with, uh, with her and learning learning how to parent as we go so it's been it's been good but it's been great timing it's been fun a little bit of training just starting to go again so uh yeah no complaints especially with the world cup on it's it's nice to be at home so uh there's i'm with the baby and i'm watching world cup it's not a bad life life's good not the early games though right (laughs) not not the early ones yeah yeah like i said sleep is important right now so getting my sleep but this uh the seven nine and twelve those games yep for sure, for sure. And then there was uh, some big news, not only with the investor team joining the, the fold of uh, Phoenix Rising, but also the new location. Uh, you know, what is it a little bit more of a further drive for you now that, that you're not going to be at Wild Horse Pass and now on 38th Street? What are your feelings on the new location? Yeah, for me personally, it's a much further drive. <laughs> uh, I didn't know too much about Phoenix when I moved here, so mm-hmm. we bought a house kind of closer to uh, the stadium where okay. it's at or where it was. Uh, but now it's they've moved it. I'm sure there's a great plan and idea behind it so have faith in the ownership group and uh everyone at the club so uh and i speaking to the fans they're all excited so uh if the fans are excited and they're buzzing about the new uh the new location then the players are going to be too love it fantastic yeah it's awesome man i mean with lots of fun stuff to look forward to i i feel there's a new bit of rising news every week or two so keep keep looking out on the team's channels we'll be covering of course on ph next rising podcast here Gentlemen, anything else before we sign off today? Uh, no, I just want to tell everybody, uh, if you have the opportunity, go to Twitter, follow us on, on there, phnx underscore underscore rising. 
double the score, double the fun. Shout out to Owen. He he, th he wanted to be here today. Wales lost yesterday. He's a little bit uh, bummed out. We'll, hopefully, we'll have him soon on this show. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Owen over there hanging out in Qatar. But thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Really appreciate it. And, Aiden, thank you so much for coming in as well. No, thank you both for having me. Uh, thanks, Four Peaks, for having us. It's, uh, it was a great event. I encourage people to come down and watch the games because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yep, thank you, everyone, for signing on. You can follow me at Max David Simpson on Twitter. You can follow Ramon at Nachito Chavez 10 and a N-A-C-H-I-T-O Chavez 10 and you can follow Aiden at A-O-D-H-A-N Quinn with two N's at the end appreciate you guys and let's go more World Cup we Woo. love it let's go keep going